Oh, you're so early, mate. Why I know. Are you being early? I've actually been waiting for you. <laughs> are you bored at work by any chance? No, I'm at work. I'm not bored. I'm working very hard. I've just decided to have my hour and a half tea break. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is the Sheer Isolation Podcast. It's presented by Kieran Moore and John Ponting. Welcome, everybody. Hello again. This is the Sheer Isolation Podcast with myself, John Ponting, my friend Kieran Moore in his new office. Look at him over there. Hello, everyone. Um, this is really funny, John, because you've gone, let's do the links, let's record the links. And I'm like, yeah. And then right at the end of the whole recording process, you go, welcome to the, <laughs> the Sheer Isolation Podcast. Should we do this link at the beginning? I would have loved to have done this link at the beginning, but you started on the... Uh, on the I always the just jump in at the deep end, don't I? I just basically hit record and you're like, right, this is B of the bang. <laughs> B of the bang. Which is coming up in about six minutes time. It's not my fault we record this thing backwards. It is entirely on you. You know what? If only it's recorded backwards, it always seems to flow very well. That's called editing. <laughs> yeah, oh, mate, you should do one of those... Um, what's that band's... Not band, the DJs that do edited videos. What are they called? Cassette Boy! Oh, Cassette Boy, yeah. You need to do a I've Cassette Boy. I've, I've never seen this stuff. Have you not? Mate, Cassette Boy's great. They well, perform not live, anyway. I've, I've seen that he does stuff on YouTube with that, doesn't he? They do a live show, which is absolutely sensational. They performed at Devizes Festival, right? And it was properly lost on the crowd. And it was the most car crash event I've ever done. And it was absolutely amazing. <laughs> Oh, God. And the people who got it, got it and thought it was amazing. The people who didn't get it, did not get it. And they thought it was awful. Anyway, you should do a cassette boy. I pretty much do every week talking to you and having to splice it all together. Yeah, well, now splice it. So I'm saying something really inappropriate. Trump, the Seychelles, Boris, tax avoidance, stapler, (laughs) bums. I was not expecting that. (laughs) Great. (laughs) <laughs> having a lot of fun have you been drinking no what it is is i'm really hot but we know that but, but yeah. <laughs> by hot i don't mean fine piece of ass we need to talk about our guest who's coming up later in the show courtney brock amazing photographer photographer fanzine writer and general um music scene mover and shaker she's part of the wider scene that i see myself and sheer music that sits within we were talking we'll talk about it in the interview but the sort of the fabric the glue that sort of holds each other together and there's always people we're all connected by people and uh, she's one of those lovely people that i've got loads of connections with right now i'm gonna really heavily edit into the thing you were talking about earlier on with steve skinley and be at the bank let's heavily edit then yeah, so Steve, Steve Skinley, actually, is really nice because we, at the end of every show, we say, get in contact with us um, and we'll play your song, basically, you know, send us some music. And I did a little bit of push on that recently, just sharing it in a few groups saying, send us some music. And he, he popped up straight away. He had a new video ready to roll. He shared it with us. Um, I listened to it and I thought, this is fun. I really enjoyed it. It's slightly electro, electro poppy. Um, it got an element of Matt Berry in there. I'm not sure if you're familiar with any of Matt Berry's music, but I've not heard his songs. No, obviously I love him as an actor. Yeah, he. I mean, he's sort of he does this sort of avant-garde kind of dark folk stuff. But um, there is sort of a crossover, and, and this is definitely much more electronic and poppy. But there's a definite vibe that I'm getting from both. Um, and this is a track called "Beat of the Bang."
by Steve Skinley. I actually came across Steve from working at the Neald. I put a, a, one of those, you know what you do on Facebook where you just put up a post saying, can anybody help me with? And I was looking for a, what's the word, like a sort of jazz duo, you know, like you get these like women, male, female type, you know, call and response. They sing to each other type thing to normally to entertain the oldies. Um, and I put this post out and someone came back to me and said, oh, Steve's in a band called um, the Mary Lou Review. I looked them up and they were great. So we pitched it to the mayor of um, Chippenham to get them to play the Chippenham mayor's ball. And the mayor turned them down and said it was too, too exhilarating. <laughs> <laughs> they wanted well, to like be Chippenham. Chippenham. 
<laughs> so, so that did not happen. But I've always wanted to. I've always wanted to see him perform and like ha- and be involved in him because he's a really nice guy and he, what he does, he does really well. You need to tell us about your office because uh, it, it looks quite plain behind white walls, a red square. It needs no, a bit of life to it. It's a bit. Uh, it's a bit empty. A bit barren. Well, now, funny you should mention life. That's what. That's what this is. I thought that was your product placement. This is a bit of life. So this is when Ash played for me and my boy Rob at Hit or Miss in Froome. Um, and I've got it framed on my wall as a constant reminder of how great the things you could achieve are. I always try and emulate this gig. <laughs> but what it's not doing is absorbing all that noise. No, you, you do have an echoey room. But... I do. But okay, seeing as you've mentioned it, let, let's skip. Let's, let's plow right into the depths of this. Product placement. So we've got, these are not new purchases, these are old. These are Ben Marwood EPs from when he was knee-high to a grasshopper. And why they're interesting is because, uh, I don't know if it's intentional, but Ben obviously um, doesn't like, he doesn't play the songs live anymore. And I don't think he is particularly keen on them as like his releases. So if you look on his wikipedia on his discogs on whatever there's no there's no reference to them so i spent the last two days scanning all the sleeves updating all the metadata onto discogs so if you go into discogs now you've got the artwork the track listing all the information same with his wikipedia it's all on there <laughs> have you been bored you're just winding marwood up uh, i'm not winding him up he's taking it off for a reason hasn't he no I, he never took it off because it, it, it kind of pre-existed wikipedia and all those things these were in the days of MySpace, mate. Now, uh, it is time for us to go over to our interview for this week. As we mentioned earlier on, we've got uh, Courtney Brock, who is the creator of Spilt Milk. The, uh, it's not an online, well, I suppose it is an online publication, but she also does a print version as well, um, which it looks at the look. It's basically all of your ramblings with some really nice photography and a few more interviews and done professionally. Yeah, absolutely. It's all of that, but refined. <laughs> I think she lives in Sirencester as well. So I think she's like, she's genuinely local as well. And it's nice to have somebody that's not just in Swindon. Sorry <laughs> <laughs> about that. So that was a sneeze. I was not expecting that. <laughs> My eyes water. You are impossible today. Let's just start the interview. You do a fanzine, don't you? Called Spilt Milk. Yep. Tell us about that. Go. Spill Milk, I started it because being a music photographer, I couldn't get into shows without any accreditation. So I was like, I'll make my own then. And I sort of teamed up with a couple of other people. There were three of us to start with. And um, it's just grown from there, really. It's my little passion project. It's my baby. I think that is absolutely fantastic. You had a dream to be a photographer. You Mm -hmm. wanted to achieve it. No one's given you the, the breaks. So you've gone... I'll make my own magazine. All yeah. of a sudden, you've got the outlet and people are taking you seriously. That is sensational and I absolutely love it. How, how fantastic is that? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's good fun. <laughs> yeah, so, so the photography came first. Yeah, so I've wanted to be a photographer since I was 14. I went through all the stages of, I want to shoot portraits, I want to shoot landscapes, I want to shoot fashion. And it wasn't until uni, we had a lecturer who was like, photograph what you're passionate about. For ages, I was like, oh, I don't know what I want to do. And then I thought, well, I'm at these gigs anyway. And it kind of made sense. It was almost like once I decided to start shooting gigs, everything fell into place for me. I was like, this is what I should be doing. So that's all I've done since. It's worked out quite well for you because you shoot trees, don't you? Yeah. Well, I did trees with All Is About last year. Yeah. And um, I've got in just as press a couple of times. 
fingers crossed I was hoping to get in this year as a photographer but obviously yeah it happened ruined everything but yeah my fingers crossed for next year obviously John and I will be at it next year I will undoubtedly see you at some point and give you a little wave um (laughs) other than trees what what other things have you done photography wise because you're called shot by Brock aren't you that's yes yeah tell us about the name it wasn't always shot but it was just Courtney Brock photography and I went on my first tour of a band from Gloucester called LSR and my name just became Brock I wasn't known as anything else and then it kind of just stuck and every band I work with it's like oh yeah it's Brock so I was like uh that's how people know me that's sort of become my brand now in a way you go to a show and we do shots before a gig and it's like oh shots with Brock and it just kind of developed from there I know you said about um, you set up Spilt Milk because you, you wanted the accreditation. But then mm. what happens then? Do you just sit in your bedroom and just write a few articles and then send it to friends and then it grew? How, how did that happen? Yeah, so when we started it, um, I went to the University of Gloucestershire. They've got a music course there. My idea was to start small and build like a, a local fan base. So we shot and we covered gigs and releases from everyone that was on the music course, basically. And that's sort of stayed my like core fan base of readers and um they were doing it it was like this i'll support you you support me kind of thing and from there it's sort of grown like i wouldn't say i've got a huge following and i feel like it could grow so much more but we did a feature on a band called dead who aren't together anymore we have one of their fans of japan by the magazine so i was like yeah just send it out to japan gone international so it could just kind of spread from there like say it started with covering like the local artists i was really keen to have that like that fan base, that community kind of feel about the people that read the magazine. Um, what How kind of contents in, uh, do you have in the magazine? Obviously it is about the music scene, but is it yeah. big reviewing? Is it new releases? Is it everything, interviews? Yeah, it's basically everything. It's usually kind of sticks to the main kind of flow of having like a feature band, like a main band that I want to sort of introduce and I'll do an interview and things with them. Go and cover shows. So we do live reviews, review releases, um, review albums and singles like anything that people send my way I I review stuff that I like so I wouldn't bother writing a bad review because it's like I want people to like what they read so no hatchet jobs from you then yeah I wouldn't be like nah that's like whatever (laughs) (laughs) I think that kind of comes with the passion thing as well like if I really into a track or an artist like I want to share that rather than go and knock someone down and be like yeah that's not my my thing might be someone else's thing so, so, um, so what's in the current um, current edition? What bands have you got featured? I can't even remember now. It's one of those things you finish and you go, yeah, it's done, gone. <laughs> so we spoke to um, a band called Glassheart, who are from Wales. They're pretty good. They, um, I met the, oh, everything's through All Is About. I met them at an All Is About show. <laughs> I did uh, interviews with Lucas from Holden Absence because it was sort of really lockdown based. So I interviewed wanted to get different opinions from people in the industry about lockdown and such. So yeah, it was Lucas from Holden Absence, Dan Young from October Drift, and then Teresa Jarvis from Yonica. That was cool because I think she's amazing. <laughs> I'm not familiar, so I'll have to oh, look yeah. that up later. Check them out. They're, they're fantastic. So good. What would you say are your big successes so far? What are the most significant things you've done? It's been a bit of a weird kind of journey in the way that I only started shooting music at uni, which, I mean, that was like four years ago now. But I think doing Spilt Milk, I kind of took like a bit of a, an unconventional route because I've shot for sort of smaller online magazines. I shot for Punktastic and it's, it's all cool. And yeah. I shot 
um, I think they were called Gig View. I shot Yumi at six, which was like a big achievement for me because I loved them growing up. But because I always had spilt milk going on, it was like, I want to do this for like my thing, not other people's. In a way, I think every time that spilt milk gets like a, another signed artist on the cover or we get another press pass to a bigger show, like that feels like an achievement. It's not something that I set up going, right, I'm going to create this magazine and it's going to become the biggest thing in the world. It was, like I say, it was, I want to shoot shows and this is my way in. So whenever that grows, it kind of surprises me, catches me off guard a little bit because I'm like, oh, that's just that thing I do in my bedroom that my mum thinks is cool. So <laughs> Obviously, getting organised for today, we were talking about, you know, Zoom and stuff. And actually, you mentioned that you actually filmed or you helped shoot the All Is Val video. Yes. And we had Claire on last week with that video. Yeah. I was the camera woman. Claire's the brains behind it, generally. And I sort of helped to realise that vision. <laughs> uh, you, you always need people to help you realise visions. I need it all the time. John pretty much does everything here. It's not me. I just chat. He then goes <laughs> away and makes it look great. Presents well, that it. bit is true. You do chat. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you do. I do chat. It's <laughs> the best thing. Um, so, Brock, how many, how many editions of the magazine have you done? I lost count, to be fair. Probably between 20 and 30 okay there, there was a point where it was monthly yeah. and then it got a bit much and it was every two months and then I um, had some time like I took a step back from it for a, for a little bit just a few months because I went through a stage with really bad depression and I was like right cut all the stress out yeah. and even though it's it's my love it was like it's too much to try and do so I kind of took a break from it and that's when I came back and I was like, right rebrand I mean I was working on developing the layout like every issue I do I get like a different vibe for it but I was like let's change everything let's start again like fresh so now it's sort of like a now and then issue so I got to about maybe 23 when I stopped counting and I've done a few since what are the plans then what what have you got next I know there's nothing going on right now but have you got anything you know that you can look forward to because obviously the magazine I suggest I assume can just be produced as and when can't it? it can still happen now yeah, so I've, I've done two issues of the magazine during lockdown because now's like a time people are writing. There are people putting stuff out there. So it's why not connect with it while it's there? Like, so as far as the magazine, I don't know. It just depends what, <laughs> what comes up, especially like this week with like Q Magazine releasing their last issue and everything. It's like, where does that leave music journalism in terms of magazines? I don't really know. So I feel like Spilt Milk could try and find a way to like go beyond that. I mean we do like the online issues and stuff so maybe there's something there in terms of the but, magazine I don't have any plans <laughs> just wing it every time doing it and <laughs> yeah seeing where it takes you you, you just um, filled my uh, the question I was going to ask you just about Q magazine uh, because yeah. I suppose you've got the benefit that you're you do it all yourself you don't have those definite times you have to have a release you can do it as and when you know if I haven't released anything I'll have like oh what's happened to spilt milk are you still doing it because people love it but I think because it's such a community kind of feel it's not like a okay yeah where's our magazine or you didn't release last month so we don't care it's like yeah. almost like that excitement when it when it is out that has been fine and I did have like a better reaction to the last one than I thought because I thought after it being quiet and there being no shows they literally when I was designing it I was like there's no photos this is weird because I'm obviously being photographer based I just stick pictures everywhere I actually showed it to my son my son's doing like art and graphic design at Bath College and I showed yeah. it to my son he really liked it Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. So my, bro- my brother did graphic design at college. And when I bought out the first issue, I wanted it to look alternative. So I had like the writing upside down. I had photos <laughs> that were like blurry. And he was like, oh, I hate it because it was so unconventional. 
I'm glad that some people like it. <laughs> so you mentioned Q a minute ago. I, I know that Mojo is up for sale as well. So if they don't get a buyer, they may well go to the wall as well. I know you're saying just then, like, what's the future for print media? I personally feel like people are getting down to that point where they like supporting other people's arts, other people's creation. If there was a music blog specifically about Bristol, those Bristol magazines do, seem to do quite well, like Stereo, because they're uber-focused. And you do a similar thing because it's kind of this general Southwest area. Again, yeah. everything jied around all is about they're part of what we do. We're all kind of connected and it helps keep that scene really alive. I work obviously with all is of ours, their photographer go on tour. That's like a different band every night that they're supporting who are part of that scene. And literally anyone I meet in the music industry, I'm like, like in the Southwest, I'm like, do you know Jake Wilcock? They're all like, yeah, <laughs> cool. I'm his, I'm his photographer sort of thing. So I think, yeah, I think Spilt Milk kind of does have that, like I wanted it to have that community feel like everyone that's in that magazine is my mate. So introduce your song. Who have you got chosen this week? I have chosen October Drift and it, the track is Forever Whatever. Why this track? It's sick. It's because just I, sick. Because I wasn't allowed all those about. <laughs> no, it's, um, I really like them. They put out the debut album a couple of months ago. They're really energetic live and that energy kind of sits in their music as well for me. It's a bit alternative. It does kind of have a lot of influences you can hear in it from like older times. My dad loves Echo and the Bunny Men and I can hear that in right. their album. Just, just finally, how can people get hold of uh, Spilt Milk? Where, where do they go to find it? To go to our website, which is spiltmilkmag.co.uk. It's got a couple of the older issues on uh, you can read online. The last one I did to raise money for the NHS. So there is still an option there to donate or buy the magazine for five pounds every penny that i make on it goes to the nhs so This incomplete So hard to see from every side I wriggle free Trying to keep retreating justified Oh, God.
So that track was October Drift. The track was called Forever Whatever. It's not a band I'm familiar with, but yeah, it's an absolute tune. No, it's not. I'm not familiar. Well, I am kind of, I'm familiar with the name more than the music. You can see that there's that, there's almost an identity from bands of that, in that area. Um, Swindon is getting really big with its indie scene. And you can see a lot of these younger bands are coming through from like 10 years ago. It would all be really rock orientated. They're now getting a sort of a crossover sound. And definitely seeing younger bands coming out with a much mature sound in their early days and i think there's loads of reasons for that but mainly college access to recording equipment etc of opportunities and the internet lasts forever so if you release something that you're not happy with you you can't really delete it so everybody puts out stuff that generally is a really high standard Right, if anybody wants to get in touch, our email address is sheerisolation at gmail.com. We have had tons of emails coming through, and so I hope you're keeping on top of those, because I'm kind of leaving uh, to you. I'm keeping on top of them tonight. Good, good. I'll let you do that tonight, then. Have we had any news in the last week, Kieran, about any things opening up? I, have, I did have a quick look earlier on, but it seems like all our venues are still very much closed. and still very much closed. So all venues can open from the 1st of August. But will they? <laughs> If not in their right minds, they won't, no. But um, uh, yeah, it's venues can open. So, great. Um, again, the official line from MV, Music Venues Trust, MVT, is to act sensibly, don't put people at risk, make sure you've got your, um, your COVID things in place. If necessary, speak to your local council, make sure they vet the venue, that sort of thing. But basically, in a nutshell, giving you, what was that, like two weeks notice before you can open? It's too yeah. short a time frame. You can't go from not being open to being open in two weeks and what and expect to have a, a program of music. It just doesn't work like that. Yeah. So yeah, I think again, as ever, they drop it on you and expect you to just do it. I don't know. It's but been yeah, the same all the way through, hasn't it? Just make an announcement and then do it tomorrow. But yeah, I, I did have a look earlier on to see if any gigs were, were planned, but the, the venues just aren't jumping on board yet. I think it's going to be a little bit longer. Well, uh, you're right. Nothing yet has been, been planned. I have noticed three things today. So Why Not Festival are doing a live stream of, of their festival. Big Scary Monsters, BSM, one of my favorite record labels, is doing uh, a weekend of streams and interviews where they're going to do some Q&As with Delta Sleep and they're going to have Jamie Lemon on talking. So there's going to be some lovely Q&As and chats with, and live streams from BSM. But interestingly, there is an event, an outdoor event happening on Friday the 28th of August. That's the, week, that's the Friday before the bank holiday. 
that's happening down in Glastonbury. And it is actually genuinely bands. Um, there's bands and musicians playing. The reason I, know, I saw this is because Ben Sides, B-Sides, he is performing at that festival. Which is an exciting way for us to end our podcast this week. It is. It's a positive note. Yay! Thank you for uh, sparing me half hour of your time, Kieran. Or Always a pleasure. Never a chore. <laughs> and we'll be back. Have we got a guest next week? No. Well, we'll be here next week with a guest. So yeah, come back to us then. We haven't. We've been really good, haven't we? We've been really good lining them up. And I don't think I've got one lined up for next week. Not to worry. We'll get, we've got a week to sort it. All right. We've Thanks everybody for listening. We'll be back next week. Bye. Cheers. Bye.